on the same note of talking about legends, we've been talking about this man forever. I feel like he should just become a part of our show. Who? 50? Let's talk about 50. <laughs> yes, sir. Let's talk about 50. Hold Recently, on. Ooh, go ahead. we had a discussion about what we think 50 should do since his departure with Stars. Yes, sir. I think we are responsible. <laughs> yes. For some of what happened. We are responsible for some of this. I will take the credit for I that. I will take the credit for this. Coming from Revolt.TV. Yes. Uh, let's talk about 50 Cent purchases 985,000 uh, 985, square foot studio space for G-Unit Film and Television. Uh, yes, sir. Go on and read that. Okay, so of course, this is from Revolt TV. It says 50 Cent is taking his power to new heights by acquiring a 985,000 square foot facility that will be transformed into G-Unit Studios. Now, the savvy businessman shared a glimpse of the gutted building in an Instagram post this past weekend. Um, he said, well, would you look at here? As he panned the camera across the space, uh, showing, of course, the studios. He continued to say 985,000 square foot. Can you say <coughs> G, -G, 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 G unit studios in an April 29th post and caption GLG Greenlight Gang. G-Unit Film and Studios. Boom. I need room to work. I don't miss. TV will never be the same. Now, don't this sound like the, the regular cocky 50 that we used to hearing from? Very right cocky. Here. But I think he got I think he got the right to be that. Yes, I, I think somebody told him that we told him they're going to make this investment. And that's completely fine. 50, get with us. Get with us here at the Intro Podcast. God, dog it. Uh, let us know um, your thoughts on this. Uh, now, of course, like you said, TV will never be the same. Um, now, we still don't know. We were talking about this earlier. It's unclear if the future studio is actually going to be headquartered here in Texas, where he recently purchased property in 2021 and, and became a resident. He also decided to donate uh, $500,000 to Houston Public Schools. Um, but if I am if I know correctly, and quote me if I'm wrong, but I believe he actually owns property in Georgia also. Which will make more sense. Uh, what, what, not more sense, but it will make sense also that him and Tyler Perry yeah. would kind of be in cahoots yeah. in this whole studio yeah. thing. But that's just my own thoughts. Um, now, of course, several of his peers congratulated him on the feat, including power actress Lala Anthony, E-40, and his longtime friend Tony Yayo. Uh, even the baby gave his mentor props with a series of emojis under the comments. Um, in a follow-up comment, he did write, still studying... Two years ago, the massacre artist took to <laughs> took to rising talent under his wing. Uh, talking about the baby, you know, Fifty Cent took the baby under his wing a few years ago. Uh -huh. Kind of been teaching him the game. He said, "I'm gonna teach him all the mistakes I made, so he can be better than me." Uh, this is hip hop. Uh, Fifty wrote in the comments of a past Instagram post shared on the baby's page. Um, now, with the studio up and running, it seems like BMF exec executive producer may have more control over his future and film projects. The mogul has already proven that he does not miss with his roster of successful TV shows. Um, now, let's talk about this. I think, personally, this is probably, if, if you think back to one of our, our previous shows, we were talking about what happens whenever we recognize our own no pun intended power mm -hmm. 
are things that we have learned throughout the stages of what we've done and how we can apply them to our, our, our lives now. Mm-hmm. I, I think that 50 is at a point in his life now to where the person who don't know their ability <laughs> would have folded. Yeah. And would have told stories, whatever you provide for me, I'll take it. Mm-hmm. But 50 is at a point not to where he understands his star power. Not only the star power, but he has learned so much. Exactly. That I don't have to dumb down to become what you, or take what you offer me because what you're offering me is not my worth. Right. But what I can do is develop something, and now I'm in uh, competition with y'all now. Exactly. And that's that's where I feel like 50 now has probably been hanging out with Robert Kiyosaki. Yeah. Because that's that's his claim to fame right there. He said, you don't get a job for the money. Mm-hmm. You get a job to learn mm-hmm. that skill. And once you perfect that skill, you can go ahead and start a business with it, go to school for it, yeah. or whatever the case. But capitalize on what you learn in that period and that's what i feel like 50 did with this venture with stars he capitalized on what he learned and now he's like well if i got my own studios i don't have to pay somebody else for their studios i can create all the content i want in my studio Mm -hmm. and i honestly this 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 is a big one i'm about to say i think what's next in it for 50 is similar to what Tyler Perry oh, definitely. is trying to do. Definitely. Tyler Perry is trying to create his own network. Mm-hmm. And I believe the 50 is not far yeah. behind Tyler Perry in that sense. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if the two of them somehow linked up. It would be dope. And created a network together. Yeah. Because, I mean, you think about it. Like I said, 50 don't miss. Yeah. He already got shows in line. Mm-hmm. He link up with Tyler Perry and create that network. Yeah, it's a game changer for them. Yeah, because um, I, I mean, like like we, we said, I'm primarily on another show. Uh, people like stores or these other uh, conglomerate uh, TV networks hate whenever we learn. Mm-hmm. Uh, because whenever we learn what to do. We take away their power from them telling us what we're worth or what they're a- what they're able to give us. Exactly. So Fifty has become that that person who has said, "Yes, I'm going to sit, I'm going to learn, and I'm going to develop." Yep. Sit, learn, and develop, which is something that a lot of us don't do. Sit, learn, and develop. We'll sit. Mm-hmm. We'll learn. But instead of developing what we learn, uh, oftentimes we get complacent in I'm good with just learning this so I'm just gonna jump out on my own yep 50 could have done this whenever power first came out because whenever the very first power hit like it was a, a sensation to, to stars to where uh he basically was like stars is here now yeah because there was nothing on stars to make me want to watch stars exactly. before the very first power. Exactly. You can't think of no, not one thing. I don't have one show that I was watching prior to. Exactly. And what stars understood is there's nothing here. And as, as long as we are able to keep 50 from actually realizing what he can really be or who he can really be, we haven't. Mm-hmm. But then they lost that element whenever 
he just sat back and just started learning. Which is why it's important for us. I, I, I know we're supposed to be talking about the vulnerability and, 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 and strength for the deep dive. We'll probably touch on, <laughs> on, on that for a minute. We'll but I think it's, it, it, it's really important for us to be able to sit back and um, learn. And in that learning stage, don't just learn for the moment, but learn for the longevity because we never know, like... I'm pretty sure whenever 50 got into contracts with, with stars, um, he didn't think that there would ever be a time to where he would necessarily have to step out on his own or have, or have to step out on his own so early because of the mis mistreatment. So it was very smart for him at that time to say, while I'm here, not only am I going to have shows on your network, but I'm going to learn your network. And that's the whole thing, what 50 does. Like, right now, 50 got his hands in at least three or four pops that I can think of. He has his name. Of course, everybody knows, you know, the music industry. Mm -hmm. He's in that uh, TV and film, uh, what he's doing with the whole Power Universe, mm -hmm. uh, BMF, and other shows that he's created. Um, but then also, he has a couple different liquor brands as well. Yeah. So that's three different things that 50 got and it's successful in right now that, that, that we know about. I'm pretty sure there's more mm -hmm. that we don't know about, but the message overall is, like you said before, grow and learn. Yeah. Continue to grow and learn. 50 is almost 50. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. And you can probably say right now he's at the peak mm -hmm. or, or continuing to grow at at his rate mm -hmm. right now. He's higher than he's ever been Yeah, right now. Like, he can do music if he wants to, Yeah, but that ain't the bulk of what his stuff if is coming from. If he don't, he don't have to. Right. And and I, I think it's very important that we also learn um, or explain that, you know, I don't care what one thing you're great at, you have to uh, have a diversified portfolio. Yep. Because although I'm good at, at this one thing, I don't necessarily have to only be known by this one thing that everyone knows that I'm good at. Yeah, 50 could have stayed in the music industry. Yeah. And probably could have really done a hell of a good job. But in order to have several streams of income, there you, go. you have to have several things that you're good at. Yeah. And he didn't just jump out on all of those things uh, at one time and, and say, this is who, who I am and this is what I do. He had to learn some things. And oh, yeah. I, I, I think that we don't take out the time to learn because we get so comfortable in people just telling us, oh, this is what you're good at. You don't need to learn nothing else. You're good right here. Right. Or people just get used to seeing us do certain mm -hmm. things. So that's, that's, that's kind of where we get complacent yeah. with. But, I mean, they say the average millionaire has seven or more streams of income. Yep. So that's exactly what 50 is doing right now. He's trying to solidify things for his future. That ain't me. Ain't me. That's the devil. He made me do it. So <laughs> as a part of, you know, the, the whole learning process, I think that although it's good to have people in our corner to say, Not even 
only having those people in our, our corner. We have to be willing to listen to those people who tell us that although we are good at this this point, there's still a certain level where we, we have to learn. Like the, the, the one thing uh, that uh, I remember between me and you uh, more recently, we were talking about uh, how we were going to be splitting uh, the show up into the topics and the discussion. Right. And I, I had a name or, or whatever. You was like, no, how about we name it this? And whenever I thought about it, I was like, yeah, it makes more sense. Yeah. We, we have to be open to other people having, having more knowledge or not even having more, more knowledge or, or whatever, but just being able to see past where we see. Because if we are the smartest person in our group, our group is like hella small. Yeah. And that that's honestly what a, a good mentor told me. He said, you don't have to be the smartest person in the room. If anything, you want somebody smarter than you working for you. Mm-hmm. So that's the terms that I think of. I think about things like that. Like, who can help me get to that next step or that next yeah. level to where I want to get to? And then I want to hire that person. Yeah. Because clearly... They can get there. And they can get me there before I can get myself there. Yeah. So have them work with me. Give them a nice little salary. Yeah. Because that's what's gonna catapult my business to the next level. Mm-hmm. So that that's that's my goal going forward. It's funny that you should mention that. I learned uh, an interview that Steve Harvey done, done recently with Earn Your Leisure, uh, along the, the same lines. Mark Zuckerberg, mm-hmm. Bill Gates. Mm-hmm. No college degree, but they have all these college degrees working for them. Exactly. And whenever he said that, I was like, "That is the most smartest thing I had heard in a long time." It's like sometimes God to give us a vision to push us to our next, and it's not that we we have to come prepared for everything, but there are certain people who already have the, the knowledge to take us further than what we can take ourselves mm-hmm. to where we, we have to trust that they can do that or be that for us, but a lot of times uh, people don't want to take that because it seems, because it's, it's like if I allow somebody in my life or somebody in my business, I'm afraid that they're gonna want to take over, or they'll get too far and they'll they'll leave me type situation. But you you have to be willing to risk that this person may really just have my best interest at heart. Well, a lot of it is that, and of course, it's, it's real bad with our culture and the black culture that we feel like if we let somebody in, they're gonna try to take over. Yeah, that that's just one of the things, especially if they if they smarter than us. But what we don't realize is that some people really just want to do what they're good at. Mm-hmm. That's it. They might not know what we know about mm-hmm. business, and we know that about business because we we did trial and error. Yeah. We were actually out there learning in the trenches. Granted, they might have done something in business management or whatever yeah. the case, but there's things that you have. It's, there's things that once you start a business, there's things you can't learn from a classroom. Facts. There's things that you have to learn from getting out there, getting mm-hmm. out there on the grind. And of course, me and you know that. Yeah. But most people they they take a business management class, 
And, you know, when they graduate, they're like, well, I can manage this business. But that's exactly what a business management class is. It's yeah. to manage yeah. a business. It's not to start a business. Yeah. It's not to it's not to get that business to the next level. It's to manage mm-hmm. that business. And not taking, you know, the credit away from anybody who went to school for that four years, got a degree in it. But they just don't know what the entrepreneur knows. Facts. They don't have that same vision that Facts. the entrepreneur has. So what you do is you like either one of us, for example, I don't have a college degree, at least not in business. Mm-hmm. I would find somebody who does have that. Yeah. And I will make them the manager of my business mm-hmm. because now I know that they know how to manage the business. They're going to manage the numbers and everything else while I'm I'm the visionary. Mm-hmm. I can I can focus on being the visionary. What's next for the company? Yeah. What do we want to bring out? How do we want our brand to look going forward? Yeah, because some people are not. I believe, and if I'm, I'm I'm wrong, I can be wrong and be perfectly cool with it. There are some people who are ordained to get a degree to work for somebody. Yeah. Everyone's not going to be an entrepreneur and step out and start their own thing. Not at all. But there are some people who may go to college all of the years and get the PhD, get the master's, the bachelor's, or whatever that degree is to find somebody like me or find somebody like you and work for us to push us into a bigger part of business that we couldn't make it in had we not had them in our lives. Exactly. Like for me, you know, y'all know JR can do this shirt blindfolded with one hand tied <laughs> behind his back with some shades on at the same time. But it was important for me to to you know get around somebody like like him who was doing something uh even outside this or, or even with just what he have on with his shirt, uh, let y'all see that, um, that it takes a certain level of know-it-all in order to be able to do stuff like that. And had I been the, the closed-off person or, or, or the person that says, I'm not going to allow you in my life or allow what you do in my life because of what it may happen to my, my, my brand because some people will uh, allow you in their life but not who you are and what you do Thanks. like I will allow you in my life because you, you're cool you're a friend or whatever but whenever it comes down to what you do and what I do that's why I draw the line Right, because well, people feel well, like that's competition. But whenever you draw that line, you might as well be telling me, I don't want you, period. Because I don't come with just the bare minimum. I tell people, whenever you invite me somewhere, you're inviting all of me. Yeah. You're going to get the business me. You're going to get the masculine me. Yeah. You're going to get the gay me. You're going to get the fun me. You're going to get the church me. You are inviting me. You are inviting Troyless Trevane Gilmore to your event. So don't expect me to come to your event or come to whatever it is you're inviting me to and dumb down because it's never going to happen. But some people are more comfortable in saying, just bring JR. Don't bring Custom. Right. Don't bring Lionheart. Right. Don't bring Podcast. Just bring you. <laughs> That's all we want. We don't want nothing else because you are a threat to the success of what they want to do. 
Exactly. And whenever it gets to that point, you know, that lets you know who's really on your side, who really has your best interest at, at heart, and those who just really want you to be there to assist them in the, the get over. Because behind closed doors, all, all I'm going to talk to you about is who you are and what you do. Because mm-hmm. I want to get that from you. But whenever it comes down to us being in the public eye, we're just going to talk about JR. Yeah. I don't care about the public knowing about nothing about who you are, what you do, or where you do it, or why you do it. So it's all about being open enough to allow, like we said before, allow growth. Exactly. And a lot of people don't have that space to do that because they're they're more concerned about, if I do it, what am I going to lose? And that, that's a big problem for business because when you start focusing on that, that that's actually when I feel like business started to snowball. Yeah. They started to go downhill. Like, like for instance, you, you, you brought up about how I do shirts a certain way. I'm just trying to learn and grow. Mm-hmm. And if I can help you learn and grow, I'm going to do that. That's just what that is. But some people won't allow an outside person to come in and let them mm-hmm. or, or show them how to learn and grow because they're comfortable here. Yeah. And if you come in showing them better ways, yeah. now they got to grow. Yeah. And that growth is scary for some people. Yeah, because some people don't even care to grow. And because they don't know what it looks like. They think that, oh, if I grow and I start buying more equipment, then, you know, this might happen. Mm-hmm. But then what? instead of you dropping down, what if it, what if it goes up? Yeah. You never know mm-hmm. until you actually go out there and try. There's somebody here literally doing it. Learn from that person yeah. if you can. Don't sit in here and try to, you know, hold that person to a certain standard or hold that person back because it's like, well, what they're doing might affect my business. Now, what they're doing is their business. Yeah. If you hold that person from sharing that knowledge with you, mm-hmm. you're only holding your own business back. Yeah. Not only that, you can take the information of what you know you can take the information that you get from them from what you're doing what they're doing mm-hmm. and you can apply what you want that's still some type of growth you might not agree with how they're doing business over here but the method that they're creating let's for example they're doing their shirts the method they're doing that at uh, i want to know more about that yeah you have this person that's willing to show you yeah willing to teach you but if you think that well they're gonna come in and and, and take my business away mm-hmm. like that's that that's not what they're there for yeah. honestly i've been in the room with millionaires before okay. and what Can i realized call, is that call them on the phone please. <laughs> one thing i realized that is the most successful people that i've ever met they want to show you yes how they got there yes they don't want to keep that to themselves Especially if they don't look at you as a threat. Mm-hmm. No, because they, they understand that my business is my business and your business is your business. It doesn't yes. matter if we're doing the same thing. You have a whole nother customer base that I don't have. Facts. And Facts. so if I can help you get to the next level, I'm going to help you get to that next level. Mm-hmm. Versus you. That, and I feel like that's where greed comes in. Because that's where people are like, well, if I help this person, they're going to take my business. Yeah. You know, people don't really buy your business. People buy you. Mm-hmm. People buy Facts. you and what Definitely. you stand for. Definitely. 
and if you don't stand for shit, then yeah that's when somebody else is gonna go somewhere else but nine times out of ten the people don't buy your business they buy you mm-hmm. and if they believe in you and they believe in your dream that they're gonna continue to shop with you they're gonna buy into it yeah regardless yeah but i guess it comes with the confidence in knowing that you are enough that's something that that's that's a personal thing what you know is enough what you do is enough where you are in life is enough i think that a lot of times people become insecure on having somebody come to them or being the person to go to somebody to pour into them because they're threatened that like what we said before the person that we're talking to may may rise above us so because i don't feel like i'm where i should be why do i want to invest in somebody who can nine out of ten surpass me in no time well maybe that's just not where you're supposed to be in life maybe your job maybe your calling is to help out this person Mm -hmm. so they can get to that point because it's probably not your it's probably not your journey to get that point that's probably not in god's plan Mm -hmm. for you to get to that point i like that song by the way but i'm not i'm not gonna stop nobody else's progress by telling them i'm not gonna teach you this that and other like for instance i mean if there's anything that you ask me about any of this stuff Mm -hmm. i just tell you yeah It's, it's just that simple because you're not a threat to my business. You can't take away what I know. Facts. And if anything, I want you to know what I know. Facts. Because let's say something happens. I mean, God forbid my equipment goes down. Mm-hmm. I can call you up and be like, hey, can you make XYZ for you? I'll send you the format. I, I, the only thing with my only thing with that is I don't have the ten million dollar printers and <laughs> stuff that you have. Like you want something for me, you getting vinyl and nothing else. Jr. got eight thousand printers and all this other stuff at the crib. I, I walk in, I be like, oh, he's so rich. But see, if it's if it's one thing, know that I learned, there's always one more, more than one way to do something. Facts, always. So let's just say one of my printers. For that instance, let's say one of my printers goes down. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll call you Taz. I need to do this with X, Y, Z. And I know that you're capable of doing this. So can you help me do this until I can get this printer back up? Mm-hmm. I can either, you know, share some of the profit with you or I can give you something else, you know, in the future. In return, it's like some type of form of barter. Mm-hmm. I'm willing to do that as a com- from a company standpoint because it's not going to make me miss no money if you're still getting that order. No. Yeah. I still have that customer locked in. Yeah. It's when you can't fulfill somebody's order mm-hmm. that they're like, well, now I got to go find somebody else. I'm going to still get this order done, even if I don't make nothing from it. Yeah. And if anything, I taught you something. Yeah. But and, but and I, th- that's just the, the big thing is everybody don't look at the big picture. They can only see if I turn this order over to JR. And it's a $200 order that I'm going to make, not with the whole talk, but after I then bought whatever, there's $200 I can have in my pocket. So instead of me turning it over, knowing I can't, I, I can't fulfill it, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to give it to you. So I'll put myself through all kind of hell and stress to try to fulfill something that I know I can't handle rather than turn it over to somebody that I know who can. And to me, that's crazy because I look at all of those things as investments. Yeah. So, for instance, if there's something that I can't do, mm-hmm. God forbid, I'm going to outsource it. 
I'm going to figure out who can do this, mm-hmm. who can do this for the cheapest price. Now, also, while I'm figuring out who can do this and while they're doing it, I'm going to figure out how, how I can get to that space. How can I get to a space to where I can do this? Or if I need to use them in the future, I know that they're good at what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So personally, I don't believe there's ever any losses. I believe it's only lessons. Mm-hmm. You can either learn or you can lose. Um, but like I said, there's really no losses because mm-hmm. you're always going to learn something behind it. You, you either going to learn that, you know, you paid the money and this is not a good person to go to mm-hmm. to outsource going forward. But there's somebody out there that can do it yeah. there's too many resources to get what we want done in this country facts even overseas so either i'm gonna learn that this wasn't the best route for me or if i need to this is a good avenue for me to use to outsource mm-hmm. for something that i can't do in the meantime if i'm gonna try to learn it and i have an interest in it i'm gonna try to learn it mm-hmm but if it's something that requires something else, I know going forward, like this is the company I want to call. They can do X, Y, Z. I learned yes, that. Sir. So that $200 profit is not much for me because because now since I know what that company is going to charge me for yeah. this, I know how to build that customer yeah. accordingly yeah. based on what it is they want that I can't do. Mm-hmm. So they're going to get it all through me, but I'm going to outsource part of it from them. And then I'm going to do another part of it over here. Yeah. And so I'm still at at the end of the day, I'm still in business. I'm still making profit from that customer. Mm-hmm. And the other company is making profit from me. It's a win-win for everybody. Yeah. So I don't see how people are like, well, that's going to take away my business. What's taking away from your business is the fact that you're not open to learning yeah. anything. One thing that, that you said before we, we, we close the show, again, I, I was listening to Steve Harvey talking on Earn Your Leisure. I would... Uh, Ask that you guys whatever uh, podcast, whatever platform you li- you get to uh, get your podcast, check out the Earn, Earn Your Leisure podcast. Um, the difference between lessons—I can't think of the other word you said—lessons and losses. Lessons and losses. Mm-hmm. Steve Harvey was talking about, uh, you know, a couple couple years ago, whenever he was uh, the judge for the Miss America, and he had that whole debacle where he said the wrong name or whatever. Yeah. Well, uh, he learned. Well, all right. So the situation went down according to how he explained to where there were things that was done at that moment that had never been done before that were never supposed to be done. There were three names on the card. There's mm-hmm. usually never three names on the card. They told him to read the name that was on the card. So he, he reads the name that's on the card, but the name that's on the card that he reads is not the winner. We know all of that. Um, but what ended up happening was after that, uh, Steve said, prim- primarily before this show, I had been praying for God to make me more famous make my 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 brand name more famous internationally mm-hmm. Steve Harvey said after that particular situation with Miss America that night alone he had became a global Google person because his name was I want to say Google over a billion times for people who had never even heard of him before right so not only did he uh, he he went through that and the lesson or the value at the end of that was 
yeah, you you, you prayed that God would make you famous. You got famous. Yeah. It's not for what you wanted it to be. Right. But you got famous. <laughs> right. So not only that, but he was also saying um, the people who are primarily over Miss America approached him and well, let's let's talk about uh, T-Mobile uh, approaches him after uh, the Miss America and was like, uh, we are amazed at how you handled the situation, blase, blase, blase. We want to turn your loss into one of the biggest wins that you've ever had in your life. Mm. So let's create a commercial. Steve Harvey said, if you, because of the money that they presented him in his own comedic way, he was like, you can recreate the whole Miss America pageant in itself. I don't care because y'all paying me. Yeah. <laughs> so then Miss America comes back and they approaches him and they're like, we want you to come back. We'll pay you two times what we were paying you before. Steve Harvey said, I don't want it. They said, Mr. Harvey, we'll pay you three times what we were paying you before. Steve Harvey said, I don't, I don't want it. Mr. Harvey, we will pay you millions to come back to host the Miss America pageant. Steve Harvey said, I don't want it. They said, Mr. Harvey, what do you want? I want ownership. Mm. I don't want to work. I want ownership. Yep. Best thing you can do. Steve Harvey got ownership of the Miss America pageant. He literally owns this now. There you go. So out of the loss or what was supposed to be a loss or what was supposed to uh, make him want to give up. He came out not on top. He came out in the heavens. Right. He came out from just being a host of something to saying, now you belong to me. That's it. I'm, I'm going to make you my being. Another story that's similar to that was, um, of course, you know, 80s, 90s, the two men that kind of dominated the shoe game were Tess and Jr. Yeah, they they, they they did great. Michael Jordan, yeah, and Charles Barkley, yeah. I'm actually ready for that Michael Jordan movie to come out. By the way, it's out. I need to see that. We go That's out. That. Yeah, we gotta go see that. But um, two people who had the biggest contracts with Nike were Michael Jordan mm-hmm. and Charles Barkley at that time. Now Michael Jordan actually came to Charles Barkley and was like. Just, just out of curiosity, he's like, I was reading over your contract. He's like, why do you need that much money? He's like, what do you mean? And I guess Barclays was offered like three million or five million for for his sneaker line or whatever. And Jordan told him, was like, you don't need all that money up front. He said, what you do is you ask for this amount, which is a lesser amount, and then ask for stock options. Yeah. So you get stock in the company, yeah. which is probably the smartest move they did. Because like Barkley said yeah. he, he made well over 10 times that amount yeah. that they originally offered him in stock options alone yeah. and still makes that money to this day because yeah. he has stock in Nike. Same way Jordan does. Jordan makes over 230 million a year mm-hmm. in Nike, and that's, but also has his own brand. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Magic Johnson had, had the, the, the same story. He just picked the opposite. Whenever they he they, they showed him a bunch of money, mm-hmm. he took the money. But yep. he was like, "Had I picked the other option?" But they, a lot of players didn't know back had then. No idea. But back Jordan then. knew back then. Yeah, like pick the stock options. Yeah. Take take the lesser amount of money, but pick stock options. Yeah. And to those to this day, those players are still getting paid they are. for what they did thirty years ago. They are. <laughs> 
They are. And it, I, 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 and it, it, again, it came with being able to sit down and learn. Yep. Which, and it, I'll always say, like, it's, it's one of the hardest things for us to do today because we want that microwave. We want it right now. Instead of waiting until you put it in the oven, let the meat throw out. Yep. Put it in the oven and cook that thing. It's going to take longer. And that's the problem is that whenever you cook anything, it takes you, let's just say, making chicken. Just, a, just an example. You make a chicken in the oven. It takes about an hour to make, right? Yeah. How long it take you to, 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 to eat it? Yeah. You, you eat that plate in 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. But it took an hour to prep. So take more time on your prep work. And this goes myself included. Take more time on your prep work mm-hmm. so you can enjoy more later on yeah. versus just taking, you know, trying to trying to cut the prep work in half because you cutting that prep work in half, you're going to get half the result. Yeah. You cook, you cook that chicken for half the time. I guarantee you're going to be on the toilet longer than she you was eating that bloody, plate. Bloody, bloody. <laughs> <laughs> but look, man, I totally, uh, yeah, um, of course, we did cover a lot of what we said that we were going to cover. I'm, I'm proud about that. We're, we're going to talk about vulnerability and and, and strength uh, next week. But okay. just give me, uh, give us a peek into why you uh, made that shirt, though. Um, so the, it's it's a story, and I, I'll give this story, and I'll wrap it up. Um, this story actually comes from a woman I met about eight years ago. And no, it's not me. But go ahead. This woman was actually one of the millionaires that I was talking about. Um, and she tells her story. And she used to be married to a ex-football player, which I won't name names at the moment. Um, but while married to this man, she went through physical abuse, verbal abuse, and even some things to where she can no longer have children. And she talks about this. And when she speaks about some of the things that she went through, she 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 says the things so nonchalantly. She's saying this in a group of people. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and I'm thinking in my head, like she just said, like it don't even affect her. So when she was done with her speech, I had the opportunity to speak to her personally. And I asked her, I was like, you know, why do you say these things that happen to you, you know, so casually, like they don't bother you? And she said, because I learned over time that me being vulnerable and being open about what happens to me gives me more strength than anything. Mm. Said acceptance is the key. Mm -hmm. I've accepted what's happened to me and I'm willing to move forward. And somebody who heard my story tonight may have needed to hear that so they can accept and move forward. And to her, that was the strongest thing she'd ever done. So, and even what I'm going through personally, currently, I feel like vulnerability is probably the the, the, the most sign of strength that you can show. Most people don't want to be vulnerable because they're afraid of what somebody might do with it. Vulnerability is just your own truth. Men don't like to be vulnerable for some reason. We don't. Because in our culture, we're used to people using vulnerability against us. And we've been taught so so much that we ain't supposed to cry, show emotion, feel defeated, mm-hmm. walk it off. Right. But in all reality, 
the more you're vulnerable, the less ammo you give against somebody, especially no. your opponent. No. Because you've already called it out. Like, think about, for instance, Eminem in 8 Mile. Mm-hmm. He went on that rap battle and was completely vulnerable Thanks. and left his op with nothing to say. Yeah, like, you can't <laughs> talk about me. I know I'm a trailer park. I know my, <laughs> I know my Uncle Tom. Da, da, right. Da, 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 da. Yeah. right. He exposed himself. Yeah. It was his most vulnerable moment is what made him win that battle. Yeah. Vulnerability is strange. This is definitely going to be the topic for next. Our whole entire next show <laughs> may be uh, talking about vulnerability and strength. We we may have one news beef, but we're going to talk about this vulnerability and strength for a couple shows because we, we, we need to get to a point to where we are able to uh, be vulnerable because a lot of our tragic or a lot of our hurt or downfall becomes from not being able to be vulnerable or not being able to let things go. Yeah. Like, one of the hardest things for black men to do is just be like, okay, I forgive you. Yeah, that's a hard one. Because forgiveness, it seems like, oh, now you a punk. Right. Now you soft. Because that's what we taught. Yeah. Growing up. But in all reality, that actually makes you a stronger individual. Yeah. But we're going to be real strong in the next couple of shows because we may have to ride this vulnerability and strength <laughs> out for a couple of shows. Uh, and I absolutely don't mind that. So get 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 ready, get ready, get ready in I'm the ready. words of Bishop T.D. Jakes. But uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, I am excited about today's show. Thank you guys for being a part. Uh, I am Taz. You can find me at I am Trevane on all social media platforms, whether it's me personally or my music. Once again, I have my best friend in the whole entire world. He was my husband. He's still my husband. <laughs> but he's also my best friend. Y'all can catch JR. Tell them where they can find you on social media. You can find me on Instagram at LionheartJR. Uh, make sure you check out everything we have coming from the Lionheart Collection at www.thelionheartcollection.com. Follow us on social media as well. I ain't gonna lie. I'm glad you said it, said it the way you said it. Whenever you said Lionheart Jr., because I've just been calling you Lionheart Junior. <laughs> Lord, I've been calling you Lionheart Junior. <laughs> Forever, but I'm a, now I'm gonna change his handle or something. Some I, you have been lying hard, Junior, but I was like, no, Tez is the Junior. <laughs> Technically, but it just but he's seems, Jr. Also, it just seems like Lionheart Junior. But at that point, let me give a shout out uh, while while we're doing this. Shout out to Miss Diane Klein. She's still sponsoring. Uh, congratulations, her and her husband just celebrated. Want to say 15 years of marriage. Congratulations on Congrats. that. Y'all have 15 years of marriage. Y'all can't even have 15 seconds of dating. <laughs> I don't understand that. That's uh, the dating pools are contaminated, but that's but another topic for another a whole show. other topic, a whole other day that I don't mind talking about because yes, I will admit this dating pool. Y'all be talking about uh, the LGBTQ community. Let us be miserable the same way y'all miserable too. We want to be miserable too, and that dating pool is contaminated. We don't know what we're getting. I feel sorry for y'all. Um, but a uh, shout out to uh, all of our listeners. 
our viewers. Uh, we are still getting things together to shoot for our TV uh, pilot. Uh, looking hopefully to be on Tubi real soon. I'm excited about that. Uh, continue to listen to the podcast on whatever platform. Uh, we are going to get back to our reels very soon. Also, we just have to get a couple things together for that. But we're going to be back to our reels. Be sure to share those. Uh, definitely catch these episodes right now on YouTube under the intro podcast. Uh, again, I appreciate you for being a part of my life and being part of the show. Although we, although we not married yet, <laughs> there you go. We close to it. <laughs> the, the the song that I wrote said, uh, "We're not fr- we're more than friends, but not yet lovers." <laughs> Here and I go. don't want nobody else but you. Here I you only go. have one question. I was listening to that before you got here. That's what it was. <laughs> I was listening to that song before you got here. But uh, ladies and gentlemen, do me a favor and share this story with everyone that you know. Share this particular show, and we will be back next week with more information. Jr., you have anything that you'd like to say before we shut this down? Um, No, sh- shout them out again. Shout out the communion juice. Shout out to Bamboo. Bamboo. Uh, from Wakanda. Uh, it's not from Wakanda. It's actually, <laughs> it's actually made in Panama. But uh, shout out to the makers of Bamboo for this cream. I like the way he liquor. said it, like he really African. <laughs> Bamboo, yeah. <laughs> you got to make you say the accent. It is actually pretty smooth. I like this, and it like I said, it do kind of creep up on you. But yeah, this is actually worth the bottle. We're gonna try another one next week. You brought up Bombay. Maybe I'll bring Bombay next week. I'm drinking a uh, Sprite. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't drink no more. This is Sprite. See, I, I got Sprite now, from Chick-fil-A. Now we, now we lying on camera. <laughs> Some good old Sprite. Well, look, in the meantime, in between time, of course, you are watching or listening to... I love it. <laughs> <You're> Wait, <laughs> it's amazing how you don't even realize what other people have been saying. Like, we actually talk a lot now. Yeah. Like, we, we, we talk a lot. We, we use each other's stuff. But yeah, go, go, go on and wrap this up. All right, y'all. In the meantime, in between time, you are watching and listening to the intro podcast. Of course, I'm your boy, JR. Join with my boy. The one and only Taz. And we will see y'all next week. Holla. Holla.